We want to create workplaces where people grow and enjoy being there and become better versions of themselves. And that happens when we learn the art of appreciating people. Willingness to display words of affirmation and words of complimenting others and words that appreciate and recognize when people have done exceptionally well in the things that we have requested them to do or the assignment that they ought to carry out. Learn to get into the shoes of people. Before you shout, before you blame, before you condemn, try to get yourself into those shoes. You may get feedback that you need to nurture, to mentor, to coach, rather than to condemn and to blame. Leaders who make the difference, they grow. And I want to help you to learn to know that the world of work requires people who mature. And there's a parameters that most of the time we think that the world of work is secular and therefore God does not have a voice in the world of work. No, God created work. Good morning and thank you so much for joining me on Expansion Revolution Nuggets. Remember what Expansion Revolution means. It means it is a belief system that God's plan for our life is to expand us and to make us better people who can drive towards the destination of our dreams. So you should never have a static life. You should be expanding in your maturity, expanding in your acquisition of assets, expanding in various ways, expanding in growing spiritually as a person and becoming a better person. Today I am talking about five characteristics of a difficult boss. Now, how can we tell that we are dealing with a, different, with a difficult boss and therefore we need to arm up, we need to put on Christ so that we know how to deal with this difficult boss and help this difficult boss to grow and to be able to outgrow certain characteristics that are not good for the workplace. We have discussed yesterday the characteristics of difficult supervisees and today we are looking at the characteristics of a difficult boss. I don't know whether you have met a difficult boss before because the reason why I'm doing this is that sometimes we label objective bosses as difficult because as supervisors we have not developed growth to know what is expected of us. We want a laser fair manager who allows us to do everything else and any manager who wants to tell us what to do, when to do it, we feel like they are a difficult boss. While in, a, in actual uh, a manner we are having a good boss who is helping us grow. So five characteristics of a difficult boss. Number one, difficult to approach. If you are dealing with a supervisor who is difficult to approach, that person possesses characteristics of a difficult boss. Most people who normally are difficult managers and supervisors, they have a tendency of pushing people and making it difficult for people to approach them because they don't want to interact on matters relating to work with their supervisees. Difficult bosses, most of the time, they are difficult to approach. When you come to his or her office, he will tell you, no, I am busy. When you want to talk to him after the meeting, you will not want to get, he, he doesn't want to get any opportunity to interact with you. This is because sometimes most difficult bosses are also timid, 
deep in their hearts. And sometimes they don't want confrontation because it pushes them out of their seat and therefore they can avoid being approached or being given feedback. So just like supervisors who are difficult to deal with, uh, difficult bosses are difficult to get feedback and feedback in this case is when they are being approached to be told what supervisors think about the work that they are giving to them, their delegation strategy or their approach to work or their mannerism or their disorderly nature that might be hampering how work is supposed to be done. So, so difficult bosses, number one characteristics are difficult to approach. Are you a difficult boss? Are you a difficult parent, difficult to approach? Are you a difficult wife or husband, difficult to approach? That's a characteristic of difficult people. They are difficult to approach. Number two is that most difficult bosses also have a tendency of not appreciating people. They don't easily appreciate or celebrate the success of their juniors or their supervisee. You know, they, they are stingy with weights. They, they, they cannot give you easily their appreciation verbally. They will sometimes occasionally want to show non-verbal cues that suggest they're excited or they appreciate what we have done, but they're difficult to appreciate things as they're okay. So difficult bosses have a tendency of withdrawing appreciation. And I want to encourage us, remember why we are dealing with this subject is we want to create workplaces where people grow and enjoy being there and become better versions of themselves. And that happens when we learn the art of appreciating people, willingness to display words of affirmation and words of complimenting others and words that appreciate and recognizes when people have done exceptionally well in the things that we have requested them to do or the assignment that they ought to carry out. Don't be stingy of words. Same applies to parents. Parents who are stingy of appreciation to their children. Husbands who are stingy of words to appreciate their, their wives. It is the act of appreciation that makes relationship and interpersonal relationships at all levels to grow and to become better. So learn the art of appreciating. It will make you a better person. The rule of relationship requires the ability to see when things are being done right and then celebrate those moments. Then the ability to, to, to recognize when things are not being done well and then help those who have done well, who have done the wrong to appreciate that they were wrong and therefore next time they need to grow. And that leads me to the third uh, characteristic of difficult bosses. A difficult boss most of the time they are quick to give negative feedback. Now you can see now a very strong comparative analysis if you look at the two, the same person because this is the same person. He is slow to appreciate and quick to blame and to give negative feedback. Most people who normally turn up to become bad managers and bad influencers at the workplace, they have a tendency of being quick to give negative feedback. When they say things go wrong, they'll be the first one to come to your, to come to your office and tell you, you have not done this thing wrong, I don't like this, this is not acceptable and so forth. But they are never the first one to come to your office and say, you have done these things wrong, I like it, keep it up, keep doing it and so forth. Come on, as managers, as leaders at the workplace everywhere, we have the responsibility to ourselves and to those that we lead and to the organization and to God to demonstrate maturity, to appreciate people when they've done well and to give both positive and negative feedback. It's part of maturity. I don't know whom I'm speaking to today, but whoever you are, learn the art of giving both 
Same thing applies, you know, we are talking about supervisors and supervisees at a very strong level, at a very strong operational level. This relationship, it, it, you know, it, it, it exists between parents and children, spouses, and you know, it's, it's a very common thing that people are quick to, to, to find negatives and never to appreciate the positives. So you don't want to be labeled a bad boss. You don't want to be labeled a bad parent. You don't want to be labeled a bad leader. But in order for you not to be labeled that, please appreciate people. Two, don't just see negative feedback, I mean, faults. Also, tend to teach your mind the art of seeing positives in people's lives and then appreciating those positives when you are seeing them. It is not always important, and I'm saying that, yes, it is not always important for you to demonstrate that you have a critical mind. Sometimes you need a very creative mind that can see things that people do not see and then elevate them and win the favor of people so that it becomes easier for you to give them feedback once they've been drawn to you. Eventually people develop a wall against critical and negative and cynical people. They push them away. And a bad boss eventually finds himself operating in one space where no one else hears him. And when he starts talking, people just close their ears and then they say, there he goes. Now, no one wants to lead in that environment. It's not godly. And when it's not godly, it means it is not, it is not, it cannot work. Things that are ungodly do not produce good results. Yes, that's true. The reason why we hate ungodliness is that ungodliness harms people, creates bad results, and brings tension. Godliness builds people and helps people to become better. Now, develop yourself and grow to become a better leader. How do you do that? Learn to give both positive and negative feedback. And learn to also learn to apply a creative mind also on top of a critical mind. And then I want to move to number four. One of the, uh, the, the characteristics of bad bosses is that most of them lack empathy or they never show empathy. Empathy is the ability to get on somebody's shoes. One of the skills that you need in surviving any relationship is the ability to be able to get into the shoes of another person so that you may seek to comprehend what they are likely to be feeling. You'd never be able to get there, but just the effort and the willingness to try to understand how is my partner feeling? And how is my child feeling? And how is my junior or my supervisor feeling? It's an effort that can help you to respond in a way that brings them back or that helps them recognize you are considerate and you are offering emotional support or you are offering operational support or you are functional in such a way that whatever is happening there, you are making it easier. Remember the thumb rule of all relationship, including supervisor and supervisor relationship, is that if we each make a decision to make it easier for each other, then it becomes easier for the workplace to become a place of growth and a place of joy. Yes. If, if, if you can get, if there's anything you need to get out of this episode for today is, can you make it easier for your supervisors to work with you? And if you are a supervisor, can you make, I mean, if you are a supervisee, can you make it easier for your boss or your manager to work with you? That's the, that's the thumb rule for good working relations. I'm going to make it easier for my supervisees to work with me. And I'm going to make it easier for my supervisor to work with me. If we all do that part, it's easier. How, one of the skills of doing that is being empathetic learn to get into the shoes of people before you shout before you blame before you condemn try to get yourself into those shoes you may get feedback that you need to nurture to mentor to coach rather than to condemn 
and to blame. Leaders who make the difference, they grow. And I want to help you to learn to know that the world of work requires people who mature. And there's a parameters that most of the time we think that the world of work is secular and therefore God does not have a voice in the world of work. No, God created work. Work was not created by men. Even capitalism and bourgeoisies who are now manipulating the work environment, they are taking advantage of what God has created. It does not belong to them. It belongs to God. And when we grow and we recognize the attitude and aptitude and skills that God requires us to display in the world of work, we become better people. And the world of work changes to become what God intended it to be, rather than a place of abuse and exploitation where people lack joy. And when they come to church on Sunday, they are so bitter, they are so angry, because that's the first time they recognize a place where they are appreciated and celebrated and loved as they are. We need to change our workplace and turn it into a place of a functional place of growth where we help each other to become better. And lastly, most bad bosses are disorderly. They don't have clarity of what needs to be done. They are disorderly in their lives. And some, they are disorderly even in their professional, even in their, you know, their, their, their alignment to the professional ethics within the, the scope of their work. Different professions have their different uh, codes of ethics. So most bad bosses do not care about standards and about expectations. And they don't have clarity in terms of milestone that needs to be worked. And because they are disorderly, sometimes they want people who work under them or they make people who work under them work in a dishonored environment. You don't know what, what is happening tomorrow. So you get pulled and pushed through. And therefore, there's no clarity of assignment. What am I supposed to do every day? Or what am I supposed to do this week? What should we do with this project? Now, the boss, when he wakes up on a good mood, this is the assignment. When he's on a bad mood, this is the assignment. Now, there's a need if we want to drive towards good working, good work, good working places that we need to create a culture of order because order makes it easier for people to know what to expect and what to do. Make it easier for your employees to expect things from you and make it easier for your boss to know what to expect from you. People who are difficult to predict are difficult to work with because they just change color like the atmosphere or the clouds and you don't want that. You want people who are clear and people who can be followed and people who, are, who can produce the results that are measurable and desirable. As I come to this conclusion of today's discussion is that God created the workplace and at the workplace we can make each other better by helping it to be easier for anyone who comes to work with us to enjoy working with them. Do people enjoy working with you? I mean, whether you are a supervisor or a supervisor, do people like working with you? Do people like coming to your office? Do people enjoy the feedback you give to them? You may need to wish to grow on these areas. They would make your life easier. Check your feedback, check your hospitality, check your time, and check how you interact with people around you. Good managers and good supervisors are made. You can make yourself one of the good ones and evaporate. Yeah, that's the right word, evaporate. Like come out quickly from bad managers and bad supervisors to make yourself the best. Thank you for joining me today. Make sure that you share this episode and make sure that you let your friends know there's a good podcast. Yes, a good, a good podcast that you are following. It is building. It is spiritual. Most people don't like, no, that might be me going the wrong way, but some people don't know that spiritual things can be so building. 
Yeah, this is the very spiritual network. This program is sponsored by a church. We are building your life and we are empowering you, but it is spiritual yet building. So make sure that you share it and you allow your friends and colleagues know that there's a platform where they can learn to become better versions of themselves as God created them and as God planned the world of work. And please, Press that button so that you ensure that you like this podcast and make sure that you subscribe. We'll be back to put another life-changing episode. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.